Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Marsha is off on a conference this week in Toronto. If you want to call us, we're at 877-474-3302. And just briefly, because I can't really talk about it, yesterday I met with Microsoft and I had an opportunity to spend time on the new uh, Connect system, which will be out next Thursday. And because I am embargoed and can't talk about it, I'm telling you that next week I will have a review, full review for you on it. Uh, it'll be out this week, and apparently they're already uh, sold out. So uh, that was uh, what's going on. And in just a second, we're going to be talking about a, uh, a new Mac conference that's coming up. Uh, and also, I just got uh, we just got posted, thanks to Mashable, the, uh, the new top ten Twitter trends this week. Uh, and those are the first one is the NBA. The NBA season has started and the Lakers win took the top mention among tweets. Uh, other trends of the NBA debut of number one uh, pick Blake Griffin, Griffin, who was out last season, uh, get injured in preseason and didn't play the entire season. The USF. Uh, UF, I'm sorry, the UFC rather championship. And uh, okay, now I see that we've got uh, Neil Ticket, who is the editor and chief of Mac Tech Magazine, and we're going to talk about the Mac Tech conference. We'll come back in just a second to the uh, top Twitter trends. But uh, Neil, welcome. Thank you. We're delighted to have you. We were supposed to have Bob Levitas was supposed to be with us, and he was here for about 20 minutes, and then his son got hit in the head. In, and now I shouldn't be laughing. We hope he's all right in a uh, lacrosse match. So we're hoping that he uh, is he and his, that his son is well and good. But I'm delighted to have you, and thanks for joining us. Um, I'm uh, happy to be here, and I'm, I'm sure that makes for a fun uh, radio day when. You have to change up how everything all works all of a sudden. Yeah, you know what? Live radio, you got to love it. I've been doing it for most of my life, so it's not the end of the world. Uh, but, Neil, tell us a little bit about, first of all, tell us what Mac Tech Magazine is. So Mac Tech Magazine is the second longest-running uh, Mac publication uh, out there. It's a print magazine. It's been around for over 25 years. And um, uh, it's targeted primarily at geeks on the Mac is probably the easiest way to say it. IT pros, developers, people that want to do scripting and whatnot. It's beyond the power user category, but it's for those people that want to go to the next level and, some, and create uh, iOS apps for the iPhone and the iPod and the iPad and the Mac and how to do scripting of things and how to do system administration and tech support and all the things that are beyond that power of the user level. Now, I think I mentioned to you when, when we talked last week that I'm a big iPad fan. Yep. What, what is your take on this whole revolution of uh, tablet computing? Well, you know, it's funny because people would say to me uh, when the iPad first came out, what is, you know, how do I explain the difference of an iPad? What, what is it that makes the iPad special? You know, because they would start to talk about, uh, about processor speed or memory or not using flash or using flash or the touch or the size of the screen or whatever the different technology was out there. And I said, yeah, you, you don't get it. It's, it's not about the technology. It's the way, it's about the way you use the technology. So the only people that really understand what tablet computing or what the iPad kind of use is about are those people that have actually had one in hand, not just in a store, but have actually spent some time, you know, using it and being able to sit on the couch and browse through something or look through mm-hmm. a book or, you know, to be standing in line somewhere and be able to whip it out and do something for just a moment or, or two in there. The phone is a little bit too constraining because of the size. And once you get to this, this size, this, uh, this 10-inch size out there, you start to be able to be somewhat productive. And I think that Steve Jobs is, is right uh, when he was talking about 
how the seven seven inch tablets are just way too small to do. Mm-hmm. I I would want one of those products. I would want ten inches or, or bigger mm-hmm. in there. Well, you know, it's interesting because, and, and I agree with you because now when you're getting down to a seven inch, you know, your cell phone is four point three inches. You really don't gain that much. Nah. But to me, you know, and I I have to say, and I've said this on the air before, I don't have an iPhone because I don't like AT and T service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not a Mac guy. I have a Mac. Book Pro, which I don't use, or, or a MacBook rather, which I don't really use all that often. I'm a straight PC guy, but when I bought the iPad, I drank the Kool Aid. I mean, yep. to me, it was one of the greatest technological advancements that I can think of. You know, and I've been testing this stuff for you know 20 plus years. Yeah, so, yeah. It, you know, it really is an amazing device. I mean, what do you see as the next upgrade to the iPad? Well, um, there's certainly going to be. FaceTime and the camera and, and you know, faster uh, um, machine and some tweaks to all the little things that they find after you do a 1.0 product. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that the basic concept of what you have, um, they may uh, have uh, a slightly larger size. They may have one that, that is not as heavy uh, mm-hmm. in there. It's not, it's not terrible in there. No, it's not. But if, you're, but if you're reading it as a book, you need to rest your hand on the armrest or rest your hand on your, on your leg um, in, in when you're when you're using the thing, I took the the iPad. I took um, 35 Boy Scouts to the National Jamboree in Virginia this summer, and I was gone for 12 days. And it was kind of a camping situation, but all uh, for most of it. But also, you know, some touring and whatnot. And mm-hmm. it was a long time to be away uh, from from the office, and and also wanted to communicate back with the parents and everything else out there. And um, I thought long and hard about it, and I decided that I was going to use a bunch of mobile technologies and not take a laptop uh, with me. And the iPad was my exclusive computing device, right. uh, really, for on that trip. And it worked very well. I am so glad I didn't take a laptop um, on that trip. Now, if I were traveling on business or somewhere else, obviously I would take the laptop. Right, I am going to be more productive. This this notion of laptops are going away in favor of tablets, I don't see that yet because... Yeah, I mean, I, I type it like a hundred something words a minute. Why would I want to go finger peck on the, uh, <laughs> right. Right. on the iPad? So, you know, I think that we might see, you know, if you go to touch type on an iPad, it doesn't quite work because the keyboard's just a little bit too small. Right. Uh, in there. And so, you know, what would be really cool is if there was a way to get some tactile feedback, um, on the screen from the keyboard so you could really fly with it. Mm-hmm. That would be a huge advancement if that could happen. Um, it would be really good to go to a slightly bigger screen so that at least you get the normal layout in there. That would mm-hmm. also be very helpful in the interim. Mm-hmm. Um, better battery life um, in there, uh, you know, and just tweaking it to get to a, a version two kind of product. And that's Although what I, I have to. Say, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the battery life is amazing as it is right now. Yeah, it it depends if you um you know if you're in an area um that where you're, you have flaky Wi-Fi or you're not like always in contact with Wi-Fi and you know you get a weak cell signal um in there just like your cell phone it will eat your battery for lunch quickly. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and I happen to live in an area where AT&T has extraordinarily poor coverage despite the fact of being handed information on saying here's a permit that you guys can do it from the city go put an antenna, AT&T still won't do, you know, hasn't right. done it. And uh, uh, anybody from AT&T listening, you want to know about that, go ahead and give me a ring. I'd be more than happy <laughs> to help you. But, um, the, um, you know, so in, in my case, I've actually put all of our, our AT&T contracts on hold, and we are not renewing our contracts until we see what happens with a Verizon iPhone because we are um, thinking about swash, swapping over to Verizon 
because AT&T just doesn't have good coverage. And yeah. so forget the speed and the network problems and all that stuff, because Verizon's going to have all that, too, I think, um, in there. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how that how that all plays out. The iPad, though, suffers from the same kinds of, of, mm-hmm. of issues of battery drain if you're in an area of poor coverage. And not everything is, you know, a downtown metropolitan area. Well, you know, it's interesting. As badly as I rip AT&T, and I do, on a regular basis on their phone service, and that yeah. is the reason that I haven't gone to a iPhone. Uh, mm-hmm. I have found that their data service actually most of the time gets me four or five bars. So I'm in the L.A. area. And, uh, and Neil, where are you? I'm in Westlake Village, which is at the oh. edge of L.A. County. Okay, well, that's where my office is, interestingly enough. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you, so you're finding that also. But I find that my data service actually is remarkably good on AT&T. It's just the phone service that I hate. Yeah, and, and of course, AT&T and, and frankly, Apple to some here pulled a fast one on a lot of iPad users. When it first came out, it was an unlimited uh, data device. Right. You could you know, stream Netflix and whatnot. And, you know, for those of those people that were on the $30 data plan and still and are, are dearly holding on to it, for yeah. la- not wanting to get rid of it um, in there, that's great. But really, there was a bait and switch that happened there. And, and AT&T and Apple should not get away with that bait and switch. And I call it out, you know, here. Mm-hmm. And what it was for your listeners that don't know is, is that instead of there being an unlimited data plan for the iPad, there is not one of those today right. for the iPad. You can have, um, I believe it's two gigabytes uh, for $25 a month, and I'm trying to remember the amount for the... It's $15 a month for the smaller amount of data mm-hmm. that you can uh, uh, do. And those are your two choices. Well, in a lot of cases, that's enough for email and stuff like that. But what happens if you want to stream Netflix right. as a movie? You know, what happens if you want to stream um, uh, ABC? that has a, has a great app uh, sure. for streaming. They do well. have a great app, right? Um, that you now really can't do that over mobile. You have to do that over over Wi-Fi, or that will become one of the most expensive movies you will ever see. <laughs> That's so, true. Yeah. And so you know, between um, uh, you know the the thing that I think we really need to see here is you know we need to see FaceTime work over over the the data devices on both the phone and on the iPad. Mm-hmm. I think we we need to really take a look and see. Uh, on a variety of, of different levels, the, the data get better without it costing an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we need to see you know the the iPhone users um, you know and we were, you were asking about iPad, but iPhone users have the same kind of issue. Mm-hmm. You know if you have an unlimited plan on on your iPhone for for data, you can't do um, get to the plan that does tethering um, right. in order to get to uh, your device, even for an extra charge. You cannot right. get to it. Uh, in there. And so there's a lot of games that are being played by AT&T, and I'm surprised at Apple letting them do this. They're shoving customers into these areas, which are really not a good customer experience. Mm-hmm. That's that's very interesting. We're going to take a break in just a second, and when we come back, I want to talk to you about the Mac conference that you've got coming up. Uh, is right. it this next weekend week? or next weekend? Uh, yeah, next well, week? This, well, this week on Wednesday, yeah. Uh, this week, okay. So we'll talk yeah. about that and, and what's going on with that and, and a little bit more about this. But uh, I did. I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I'm shocked, frankly, <laughs> that I did it, but I do love this thing. I drag it with me everywhere I go. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about that. Uh, so uh, stay with us. Don't go away, Neil. Uh, we're talking to Neil Ticken, who is the editor-in-chief of Mac Tech Magazine. We're going to talk about a Mac conference that's going to be uh, happening next week. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that. we got a lot to go. Also, we're going to be talking about an app that... Uh, I actually just love. 
It's called, um, it's from Mo- MotionX, sorry, MotionX, and it's a GPS app that works just phenomenally well, very inexpensive. So we'll talk about that in the uh, next half hour and lots of stuff ahead. And maybe we'll finish the top 10 Twitter trends of the week if I can get to that. Marsha off on vacation. She'll be back with us next week. You're listening to Computer and Technology Radio. We are WS Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. A connected world is coming. Are you the decision maker at home or in the office? Are you looking for products to automate everyday tasks? Are you a professional who needs to keep up on the latest technology? If you answered yes to any or all of these questions... Connected World Magazine is for you. Visit www.connectedworldmag.com to subscribe today. Connected World is the new go-to magazine for connected devices, and the launch issue will be available this July. Subscribe today and pay only $9.95 for a one-year subscription. Get connected now. Visit www.connectedworldmag.com and click on subscribe today. And follow us on Twitter at ConnectedWMag. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD Now V-Series solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And thank you, as always, for joining us. 877-474-3302 if you would like to call us. Love to hear from you. Uh, and, Neil, is it Ticton? I want to make sure I'm pronouncing your Yeah, it's, tic- it's Ticton. Ticton. Okay, great. Neil is yep. t- um, editor-in-chief of Mac Tech Magazine and has a conference this week uh, in the Los Angeles area, Mac conference. What, what are you guys doing there? So this is we've been doing conference stuff for many many years. We ran the pavilions at uh, at, at uh, MacWorld Expo for about a decade. We did uh, the exhibit fair when it existed for Apple for 
over 10 years and whatnot. And it was time uh, with some changes in the market this year for us to do our own conference. And so we uh, this year have the first Mac Tech conference, um, and it's at the Sheraton Universal in Los Angeles. It's a three-day immersive conference, meaning that uh, we, we feed you, we have activities for you, we have uh, all kinds of, of world-class sessions and whatnot in there. And the whole premise of the of the conference is that if you're interested in if you're interested in becoming a tech or becoming a better tech, the sessions are going to are are awesome because there's these amazing speakers from all over the place uh, that are coming. But at least as important as the information that people learn is who they get to spend time with, whether it's meeting new people or their peers, and it's it's all about forming bonds and and having that time together because. In the, at the end of the day, the most successful techs are the ones that not only know how to do stuff themselves, but mm-hmm. know who to reach out to and ask a question to if there's an issue that they're, that they're facing or want to try to figure out the best approach of something. And that's where a conference like this you know, does something that nothing online can do, nothing, not even that we can do in the, in the magazine itself. We can teach you, but we mm-hmm. can't help you bond. So the conference helps you do that. So... Um, there are over 40 sessions. It opens um, up the morning of with the first uh, display of Mac-based planetary exploration rovers that are cool. controlled by iPod touches. It uh, <laughs> comes out of the University of Arizona and based on some research uh, over at Caltech, uh, and that's going to be for uh, a couple hours on the first morning. We open up with a keynote from um, our dear friend Andy Anako, who is not only a geek but uh, just an incredible speaker and a lot of fun to listen to. And then we uh, we move into our sessions. And uh, the sessions are done by some really top-notch people. One of the first ones is, uh, you may have heard of Ruby, which is a, a scripting language that's, that's a lot of development has gone on with. Mm-hmm. The guy that uh, is one of the co-founders of um, Ruby uh, Central is going to be kicking off in there. So we go on for several days um, of this, and uh, the evening of the first night, we're actually uh, busing everybody over to the Griffith Observatory, which oh, you live in Los Angeles, yes. and you know how, how awesome that is. I haven't been since they remodeled it. I understand it's spectacular. Oh, you should, you should go. Yeah, it's, I have to it's go. Really, it's really quite incredible. They lifted the entire building up and then built an entire second floor underneath the, uh, the quad in the building, wow. and it took four and a half hour, uh, years to do the yeah, renovation. Yeah, it's a long time, right? Yeah. So we're doing that on, on uh, Tuesday, or, I'm sorry, Wednesday night, and then the next day we have uh, our d- developer track and our IT track um, in, uh, throughout the day. And uh, that evening we're going to um, have uh, an event and, and party that uh, uh, is for, again, people to get together. And so because they're spending all their meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner together, and because they have all these activities to go and do, you know, it's, it's really quite a densely packed conference. But it's, it's targeted for the geeks. And can you still sign up for this? So the early bird and even late bird registration is done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the, um, uh, the, you can register online before the conference um, for eight ninety nine, mm-hmm. um, and uh, if you're interested in taking an Apple certification exam on site, uh, you can do that um, in the hours shortly after the conference on Friday afternoon. That's a, uh, a one ninety nine is the street price for what you know people pay to get right. Apple certified. Right. It's like a Cisco certification or mm-hmm. Microsoft certification, um, and uh, on site the uh, the registration goes to ten ninety nine uh, in there, um, and we will have a, a, a limited availability, but um, we should be able to handle the people that are that are coming in. If you're really concerned, register now online. Is the bottom line. And this is just give us at what level? I mean, it's a geek level, but can it be? Is would it do any good for a beginner who doesn't know much to come, or is it really more for no. people that are? 
Okay. No, it'll be that would be way over their head um, in there uh, on it. If you're a power user that wants to learn about some of the different options that you have, and you want to hear some of the amazing sponsors that we have um, uh, that are going to talk about their products, they have the, we have these quick talks where there's these five minute demonstrations of, of different technologies. Um, there's some great panels too. We have uh, the the inventor of Parallels Desktop is flying in from Moscow uh, oh, to wow. be on a panel on Friday. Um, the uh, MacWorld. Um, uh, editors are moderating a panel at our conference uh, called Trends in Virtualization, and we have um, the head of uh, VMware Fusion uh, coming down, and like I said, the, the Vetter Parallels Desktop coming. Uh, we invited the VirtualBox guys, but they weren't able to send somebody down. But they were invited. Okay, um, and, all right. Uh, um, and then we also have uh, the the guy who did the rovers is going to talk about the technology and vision technology that's there, um, and. The, there, it, it, and we're, and lastly, we're going to be talking about uh, what Mac OS 10.7, um, which is Lion that came out, right. you know, uh, or been, been announced here a little bit. What are the ramifications for a lot of the of the techs that are out there? How are they going to support it? What's the migration path? What's it look like for developers? And these are all discussions that are going to be happening there. So if you're at the beginner level, forget it. It's not right. going to work. If you're at the power user level and you want to become a tech, then it would be totally immersive, somewhat over, a little bit over your head, but it's a good stretch uh, in there. Right. And if you're a tech of any type, whether it's an IT person or a developer, it is absolutely the place to be. And, you know, I mean, this is the kind of conference that, you, you know, you typically see people register for $1,500, $1,800, and we like to have things within people's reach, and that's why we did it at the 899 price, which and includes I'm sorry. all the meals and everything. And, you know, where, where do they go to sign up? Uh, MacTech.com slash conference. We'll give them everything they need to know about it, the schedule. They can see this very densely packed schedule, the speakers and everything that's there. Uh, and on site, um, it's at the Sheraton and Universal in uh, Los Angeles, in Universal City. And uh, we'll have registration on site for those people that want to do that as well. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us. And also, uh, go get uh, the latest copy of Mac Tech Magazine which is, yep. I assume, on the newsstands as we see. It's on the newsstands, yep. The, the, the best deals are obviously the subscriptions on the website, but it is available um, at, at, the, at the bigger newsstands that are out there. All right. Hey, Neil, good luck with the conference, and uh, we'll talk again soon, and thank you for being with us. Not a problem. Thank you for having us. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, so I, you know, I was interviewing while we were speaking through Twitter for new co-hosts because I guess Marsha's no longer with the show anymore. No, just kidding. She'll be back next week. And uh, with Skip, let's see, Skip 7547, which is how I know Skip. Skip, are you with us? I'm here. All right. So Skip has been a longtime listener of the show and a big Twitter person. And is it Bieber? Is, is that correct? Yes. Okay, so Skip Bieber. So obvi- the obvious question is uh, Justin your kid? Oh, too bad, huh? <laughs> as far as I know, we're not related. Okay. So tell us a little about yourself. You've been listening to the show for a long time, but you're a tech guy. What's your area of expertise? I am, excuse me, mostly um, Windows networks, uh, Novell networks. I uh, used to be mainframe, transitioned to PCs more years ago than I wanted to admit to, probably mm. before you. I've been doing it a long time, but I was only, you know, like six months old when I started. You know, so I, I mean, I was just a, I was a genius. I mean, it's you know, most of the brain cells are dead today. But when I started, I was a genius. Uh, and, today, oh. yeah, today, no, today it's gone. Uh, what and, and is this what you do for a living? Uh, it does until I got laid off, and then yeah. I'm looking for uh, trying to decide if I want to do permanent or uh, 
go work for somebody else or strike out on my own at the time. Yeah, it's, you know, we're going through one of those, needless to say, difficult environments in the world, uh, job environments and, you know, in the tech area, although tech companies seem to be doing better now. You know, we seem to be getting good earnings out of the tech companies. So hopefully, in I don't know about in the hiring side of the business, but certainly in the earnings side of the business, which probably has something to do with the fact that they cut off and laid off a lot of people. So, you know, that's why they're making more money. They're trying to figure out a way to do it without the same people, and that's certainly a shame. Uh, so where have you gotten have you gotten a tablet we've been talking a lot about tablet computers today have you gotten one i have not and to be honest with you i wasn't all that excited over them now you use a uh predominantly what a, a notebook or a desktop i um i do both but i probably use my blackberry as much as not more than my computer it seems like Interesting. And I used my BlackBerry until I switched over to the Droid, which I just absolutely love my Droid. Uh, and then, of course, as we're talking about, the you know the iPhone, in theory, will be coming out for Verizon, and uh, they're saying early next year, late this year, so we don't know where that's going to be. But uh, have you used Macs at all? I do. I've used them. I've got quite a few friends that have them. Um, I love the Mac Airs. Mm-hmm. Um from what I've been seeing about them, very impressive. You know, maybe my next laptop, I might be getting one. You know, I have two laptops now, one Windows, one Linux. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really funny. I tried jumping in earlier when you were talking about the Macs and uh, the new MacBook Airs. Right. Did you see the article about TSA a couple of days ago? No, I have not. What was the deal? Um, the next one had it. The TSA rules that... Um, the smaller MacBooks and MacBook Airs, they can stay in the bag if you have a TSA-approved bag, so you don't have to drag I mean, them out, really? tire them up, and prove that they're really laptops. I didn't even know there was an approved TSA bag. I didn't either. <laughs> huh. I wonder what that means. Is it clear? Can you see through it? Um, I don't know. I'm going to guess that it's maybe... Maybe it doesn't have any secret compartments. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> and, I, and I wonder why that would be that that would get approved. Any, I mean, because normally they make you turn on your laptop, you know, to make sure that it actually is a laptop. So I'm not quite sure uh, what the deal is with that. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, and I just shot it over to you, by the way. The oh, link. good. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'll take a look at it. Oh, uh, in fact, Rich, Richie, you there? Uh, Richie, yeah. just IM me. Okay, so uh, Richie, what what is the case? It's it's, it's a like uh, a sleeve is the, is a better way to think of it, kind of like a neon sleeve. If okay, that makes sense. And can you see through it? Uh, no, it's it's like a very thin nylon. Like it's it's hard for me to explain. It, but it's just a sleeve. There's no pockets or anything on it. And so, I mean, it's been a couple months since I've traveled, but. You can you uh, just put it through, and then you don't have to take anything out. Wow. All right. Hey, Skip, you want to hang with us? Sure. All right, Skip and Richie, don't go away. Uh, we come back. we got some more to do. I think we'll do the buy of the week when we come back. And then at 1.30, we're going to find out about a new app for the iPad that I just fell in love with, a uh, GPS device. So don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Computer and Technology Radio on WS Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. 
With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid U.S. Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading internet postage provider with over $5 billion of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over 100 third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. Shipping internationally? With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international shipping label. Dymo Indicia is the smart way to get it done. Visit endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Do your M2M devices rely on a cellular signal to transmit data? Do your customers rely on that data for processing transactions, asset tracking, managing product inventory, or fleet monitoring? If so, you probably have situations where poor cellular signal is the weak link in your communication. At Wilson Electronics, we provide signal-boosting solutions to work with your device in even the most challenging situations. Our signal boosters and antennas can give you peace of mind by delivering a stronger signal. For more information about Wilson Electronics cellular signal boosters, visit wilsonelectronics.com or call 1-866-839-9282. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash WSRadio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash WSRadio. Internet Talk Radio works. After all, you're listening to me now. WS Radio has led the industry as the worldwide leader, broadcasting 24-7 online since 2001. To celebrate our 10th anniversary, we are giving away a local WS Radio station. Equipment, location, production, the whole shebang. No purchase necessary to enter. Grab your cell phone and text WSWIN to 313131. That is WSWIN to 313131. Offer ends January 15th, 2011.